0: Hello! My name is Julia Steyer, a contributor to Stage Raw, and welcome to Stages of Our City. Stage Raw is a Los Angeles-based theater discussion website that seeks to discover hidden theatrical gems and companies in the unexpected corners of our region. Join us for a conversation among Stage Raw critics about what they've seen in the area, and sometimes beyond. From small black box theaters to large commercial venues, The critics of Stage Raw make it their mission to witness the wide range of stories that our theater makers are telling. Please welcome our moderator, founding editor Stephen Lee Morris. This is Stages of Our City.
1: Senator Anthony Portentino is the California State Senate for the 25th District and represents parts of the San Fernando and the San Gabriel Valleys. He is the author of Senate Bill 1116, which is a $300 million ask in grants for small arts organization as an attempt to help them recover from the effects of the pandemic, as well as Assembly Bill 5. He joins us today to talk about his authorship of that bill, Senator Portentino. You know welcome to
2: stages of our city well thank you for having me really really excited to be here this morning
1: great you are joining us from a festival in burbank a multicultural festival in burbank you told us you represent parts of the san fernando and the san gabriel valley in California Senate. And first question is why did you choose to author this bill in particular? And how do you think it stands a better shot with the governor than Senate Bill 805, which he refused to sign? That's actually two questions. So <laughs>
2: the first one's easy. I mean, I'm a lover of the arts, in particular performing arts. You know, I came to California to pursue a career in the film industry and, you know, love entertainment and arts and entertainment and have always been a supporter of live theater in my district whether that's high school live theater or local nonprofit live theater, it's something that I've Always tried to to frequent and support and take my family to uh, on family nights out. It's a natural for me just from who I am as a person, and then also the number of nonprofit theaters that are in my district, from you know Sunland Dunga, through Burbank all the way out to to Upland. You know, Ophelia's Jump and Tia's Theater, Sierra Madre Playhouse, Gary Marshall Theater. I mean, there's so many yes. live venues in my district that suffered dramatically during the pandemic. And we're impacted by uh, AB5 from a, from a regulatory perspective. And so it, it just made to me all the world of sense to embrace this mission of how do we help keep live performing arts thriving in California? Beyond just entertainment value, you know, they're in many communities, they're the entree to young people getting exposed to the local theater and in, in the community it just brings young people into the arts. Uh, and it was decimated by the by the pandemic. And so when we did not have success last year with the first bill, I said, you know what, I'm happy to, to partner with theater. And this year, labor was a strong partner as well, um, as well as actors, actors, equity and the theater, the theater organizations. And so um, I said, let's try again. And here we are.
1: How is this bill different from Senate Bill 805?
2: Well, it's different because I think it's more different in in the timing. You know, people have really really fundamentally understood the negative impact that the pandemic had on performing arts, and I think that's the main difference. Is the number of colleagues who have come up to me and said, "Hey, this is really important." You know, my theater was closed, or my theater is about to close. Mm-hmm. You know, people people get it, and so I'm optimistic it's going to get signed by the governor. I wish, you know, on the budgetary side, we had a bigger bigger news to share, but yeah, there there is some effort through the California Arts Council on some of the grants to get out, and so I've been sort of assured to to let. Some of that get up and running, and obviously next year we're going to push harder for direct budgetary support. But I think the first thing is let's get it into law. Let's get this signed by the governor. Clearly, the the nonprofit theaters have put their heart and soul into this effort two years running, and they you know have done such a wonderful job of, of generating interest up and down the state. And uh, also, I think another piece that's been important to to recognize you know theater is also multicultural. And theaters in different parts of California reflect those communities as well. And I think that's been a message that the arts community has gotten out. You know, we're not talking about a suburban bourgeoisie <laughs> problem. We're talking about a cultural, sociological, multicultural, multi-ethnic field of, of wonder, which is the arts. <laughs> and every community I- embraces the arts and supports the arts. And we as a, a regulatory body, as, a, as an assembly, as a senate, as a government, have to also respond and support the arts as well.
1: Do you think the strongest argument of the bill, you've been very articulate about the importance of the art form and its relationship to community i know that one of the other arguments and i'm wondering how much you're pushing that is is a business perspective that it makes good business sense um, and i'm wondering how that feeds into the to the advocacy for this bill
2: well it feeds into the advocacy on two parts a nonprofit local theaters mm-hmm. are an important economic driver in the communities that they're in not just for the local employment but for the the regional economics that they that they generate and two the devastation the pandemic had to the unemployment rate in the arts community. Artists in the arts community, performing arts and venues suffered a, a significantly greater unemployment impact from the pandemic. So I think you have both the economic argument of why they're important, and then you have the economic impact of the pandemic on the arts. And so we've got both arguments that we're trying to make and have been making through this entire conversation.
1: Thank you. The bill is currently, it's a $300 million ask over three years. Is that correct? That's Uh, correct. And currently it's it's unfunded at this point, but you're not concerned that you can at least get the framework up, get the law passed and then fund it on the back end? Is that how, is that the strategy?
2: Yeah, it's subject to a budget appropriation. So we're making it subject to the budget appropriation, which means the governor has no reason not to sign it. And then we'll then we'll double down on our negotiation next year to make sure that we have funding behind it. Uh, truthfully, I was not happy. There was a hundred million dollars in the budget through the whole process, and then it, it suddenly disappeared. I'll be honest with everybody. It was one of those things where everybody's saying it was someone else who did it. Yeah, um, yeah, and at yeah. this point, I don't really care who yeah. who made the decision. Uh, yeah. I just want to get I want to make this law, and then I want to make sure it's funded.
1: The final question about trying to read the governor's mind among the reasons that he cited for vetoing SB 805 was that he did not want to fund programs. If it was a one-off, he indicated it might've stood a better chance, but this is a three-year program that's potentially renewable, which is of course vital for the ecosystem. Is that a concern in terms of this being a program as opposed to a one-off funding?
2: No, because it's subject to the budget negotiation, those kinds of decisions can can get tweaked, amended, perfected, extended, I mean, it makes it subject to the broader budget conversation. So I think that is a strength within our approach Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm.
1: Senator, just to close out, is there anything else you would like to add about the importance and or the urgency of getting this bill through and signed?
2: Well, first of all, I just would like to thank the broader arts community, the live theater, the nonprofits, all of those executive directors out there, their members, the actors and performers who have been part of the coalition, you really have kept this uh, front and center and have done a great job up and down the state of California galvanizing your members and, and the arts community. So my deep appreciation for that. Um, and then second, it, it, it's an important mission and I'm committed to, to getting it over the finish line and you know, really respect the effort of the artists and the appreciation of their, their talents. And so thank you and we'll keep, keep trying until we, till we get it. The, the, we're not going to let the camera or the lights go dim until we get this through.
1: Senator Anthony Portantino, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you, sir.
0: Thank you all for joining us today on this episode of Stages of Our City. To learn more about Stage Raw or the Los Angeles theater scene, visit www.stageraw.com. And be sure to support us on Patreon so that we may continue to highlight the work of theater makers here in the City of Angels. I'm Julia Steyer. And this has been Stages of Our City. Till next time.